and welcome to the Pulse of the Prairies podcast. Saskatchewan Pulse Growers puts on these podcasts every month to discuss policy and advocacy, research results, market trends, production topics, and other things related to pulse production. In this episode of Pulse of the Prairies podcast, we talk with Dr. Mike Nickerson from the University of Saskatchewan about his research on pulse-based and plant-based proteins and what that means for the growing consumer and food ingredient market. Hello, I'm Dr. Constance Chiremba, Pulse Science Cluster Program Manager with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Mike Nickerson, Professor and Minister of Agriculture, Strategic Research Program Chair in protein quality and utilization at the University of Saskatchewan. Thank you for joining us today, Mike. Thanks, Constance, for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to it. SPG has been a long-term supporter of your research to the tune of approximately $778,000. How has this support helped your program? Well, funding has been uh, really instrumental to developing new innovative knowledge and technology associated with adding value to pulses and pulse fractions. Uh, the majority of my research focuses in that value-added opportunity for pulses, uh, in particular working with fractions like the protein concentrates or protein isolates or flowers. Uh, and there's been a number of projects over the years uh, funded and supported through SBG. Uh, currently, one of my larger funded projects is working with this pulse science cluster. And the overarching goal of this process or project is to develop new processing strategies to develop innovative, commercially ready pulse ingredients for the Canadian food sector. Specifically, the project really focuses on strategies for processing yellow pea, green lentil, tabbouleh chickpea, and navy bean, uh, and looks at ways that we can uh, develop new grading and characterization uh, processes for the milled and, and whole pulses. We look at evaluating milling pretreatments on milling performance and flower properties. And we look at different processing ways that we could uh, process whole pulses and, and look at how does that affect the nutritional value and functionality of the resulting flowers. Um, the project works in collaboration with SIGI uh, and uh, Canadian Grain Commission, uh, as well as University of Manitoba and the University of Saskatchewan. So it's quite a, a big project, all focused on developing new ingredients that we can tailor to certain applications. Uh, beyond this, there's been a number of projects looking at fermentation technology to modify the functional and nutritional properties of pulse fractions, such as pea and pava bean, and using enzymes to, again, modify the, the protein fractions. Now, these are natural ways that we can modify the proteins to achieve different functionalities and di different nutrition for certain applications. We also had funding to, to look at new technologies, specifically uh, looking at developing a commercially ready process for deflavoring pea, lentil, and faba beans using a, a wet extraction process to produce these protein isolates. Uh, these protein ingredients have good functionality and, and they're they really bland tasting, which was really nice. Uh, right now, uh, this work has been done in collaboration with Key Leaf Life Sciences, and we're applying for a U.S. provisional patent. So SBG support for this was really uh, fundamental. Uh, we've also done some more technology development supported by SBG, in which we took the proteins from the pulse crops, and we made omega-3-rich microcapsules for 
food and feed purposes. Now, what a microcapsule is, is, is a micron-sized protein package that can entrap a, a really sensitive core ingredient, such as omega-3 oils or probiotics. So we've developed this technology along with Keyleaf, and we're looking to develop uh, for, or go further in the research to look at animal trials for this project. Um, we've done a lot of value-added opportunities with pulse proteins, making a plant-based shortening uh, to help structure the lipids in, in foods and, and uh, attain similar food texture and performance as traditional shortenings, uh, such as in cakes. Um, but we've also done work uh, with projects looking at closer to the field in which we're quantifying the levels of anti-nutritional compounds founded in pulses. And I say anti-nutritional, but really some of these compounds have bioactive properties that promote health-promoting uh, uh, properties as well. And we've looked at different genotypes and environment effects on uh, the functionality of, of these fatty beans and pea fractions and trying to develop or, or trying to develop a new protein ingredient that we can hit with the marketplace. So SPG has been really instrumental in, in my research program and allowed us to touch on a lot of different research areas uh, to date. Thank you, Mike. The scope of your work is very interesting. Can you talk a bit more about how SPG support and your research output has helped also grow the pulse processing sector, especially in terms of food innovation and new products? Sure. Yeah, no, the pulse industry across the prairies, as you know, is growing substantially with uh, large processing facilities being built as well as established pulse companies competing for some of the market share. And we also see small companies coming in and, and looking to start in the dry processing area. So all these companies, uh, big or small, they all rely on the university to help develop knowledge, new technologies, or, or help problem solve. We do a lot of the research uh, at the university, which then can be adopted by uh, companies. Now, through the support of SBG, my research output uh, has developed over 70 different scientific manuscripts and over 100 different presentations at conferences. Now, this is critical in terms of disseminating the research uh, in, the, in the literature and for these companies that have access to, um, because a lot of them, they may not have funding to do the research themselves. So we do the research and make sure it's widely available as much as possible. Now that level of output allowed me to attract many industrial contracts and companies looking to develop new ingredients and processing. So we're going into a little bit more depth in, in terms of some of the company needs developing these new ingredients for the marketplace. Um, but without the SBG support, the type of expertise could not have been developed. Uh, so we've really been able to develop a good foundation for research at the university. Another key aspect of my program is training the highly qualified people uh, to fill in the employment gap within the growing protein sector, which right now is it's dominated by pulses. So many of my graduates are position, have positions uh, with industry leaders in the province and beyond. In terms of the research output, uh, a commercially ready, ready deflavoring process for creating pulse protein isolates was developed, as I mentioned, uh, with Keyleaf, and we're applying for a U.S. provisional patent and currently looking for partners to help uh, potentially market this new ingredient. Uh, and we also, also developed those pulse protein-based microcapsules, which I, I mentioned before, that we're looking to uh, take that technology and scale it up and look at... Uh, uh, doing feeding trials to help prove the efficacy of capsules. 
Um, since my research focuses on value added, most of the market growth arising from my research benefits the processing sector. However, indirectly, uh, this will also act to increase demand for growers as new markets open up to sell to. Many of your research projects have examined pulses from varieties and environment and how that contributes to overall protein composition and processing capabilities. To flavor profile and digestibility of these process pulses in the finished product. What drives your research and interest in this area? Well, I think what drives my research area is the openness of the pulse industry to grow. Uh, many of the companies I work with are eager to share materials, uh, open discussing, openly discuss research, and work collaboratively with me. Uh, this is in stark contrast to other industries, such as the oilseed industry, who are more closed off and less likely to discuss um, research opportunities. Uh, from a research point of view, I feel the pulses are in its infancy in terms of their potential to make uh, take over some of the market share from soy and other protein ingredients such as uh, casein and whey and ovalbumin from egg. Uh, they're challenging because they have a, a unique flavor profile that, that we must be able to change or modify to be more widely adopted to the food sector. However, I strongly believe that through innovation and stemming Stemming from the breeding programs right through the in-scale processing will be able to better compete in the marketplace. As an example, I'm working with Tom Workington and others through the strategic research program with the province to develop a, a raise the protein content in pea from 23 to 26, and also consider screening a wider range of germplasm based on protein quality. Now, this can have significant impacts in terms of the processing sector as we make it more efficient and possibly develop more nutritious feedstocks uh, with better functionality. Since all, all pulses are considered emerging protein sources, there are so many unanswered questions and challenges that we need to overcome. My research aims to develop specialty fractions of protein ingredients that we can tie to certain applications, and this will give the, the food sector greater ingredient variety and, and look to have greater uptake of the protein ingredients into the marketplace. Plant-based and pulse-based protein has become a growing word and market among consumers. What are the most important areas of focus and growth in this area, in your opinion? Well, you know, the, the market uh, for plant-based, uh, and more specifically pulse-based protein, is rapidly increasing uh, based on a number of macro drivers. Uh, for instance, how are we supposed to feed the growing population of 11 billion by 2050? Um, people are more concerned about environmental impact of animal source proteins, uh, where people are, are becoming more conscious of increasing the sustainability of, of, of uh, ergonomic practices. So this is where the pulses come in. And they have a lot of concerns about uh, consumption of animal-based diets, so they're pushing towards plant-based. Uh, and we see consumers being more conscious of animal ethics. So we see a rise in this plant protein ingredient. Uh, another big change that we're seeing in the marketplace is government regulators are trying to change the way people consume foods, pushing towards uh, more plant-based diets as we saw in the, in the new Canada's food guide. Uh, so there's a lot of macro drivers that are driving uh, towards pulse and, and protein-based ingredients. Now, the largest category of growth is occurring in the meat analog or substitute markets. Uh, if you look at the Beyond Meat Burger, it's not exactly a clean label product, meaning that there's a huge list of ingredients that go in to make it 
Uh, although it's a nice product, there's still ways to go to make sure the texture is the same as beef that consumers want. A lot of growth is also occurring in the dairy alternatives, especially in the plant-based milks. I feel there's a big opportunity for growth in that area. Uh, in stores, you can see milks derived from pea, almond, rice, and soya. And the shel shelf space keeps expanding in this category. So it's really interesting to take a trip to the supermarket and, and look at some of these categories advertising proteins uh, from the plant-based sources. Um, besides food categories, there's a tremendous amount of growth area in what I call ingredient innovation. If we look at soya as an example, there may be over 30 or 50 different ingredients out there, and they're all connected to a specific food application. For instance, protein ingredient A could be good for beverages, whereas ingredient B could be better for baking. However, when we talk about pulse ingredients, we may have four or five with little product specification. I think we have a lot of potential to grow, uh, to be more like soy, especially as the market experiences tremendous growth. In addition to the growing opportunity for pulse-based proteins, what other opportunities do you feel Saskatchewan pulse producers have to find new applications and markets for their crops based on the research? Uh, well, you know, all all the talk around the table is about pea, and, and rightfully so because of the supply and cost and consumer interest. However, pulses in behind that, coming up in behind that, are even more interesting. For instance, fava bean is attractive because it has a high native protein content for processing. Chickpea is attractive. Some of our research has shown that it has almost a complete amino acid profile. And, and then there's lentils and edible beans. So. All of these ingredients have similar or better uh, than pea in terms of their functionality and nutritional profile. I think there's a huge opportunity to move past pea and start creating market opportunities and value-added processes of some of the other pulses. Uh, there are opportunities to improve the quality of the feedstock and in the ingredient processing sector so we can create higher quality end-use ingredients. So protein say, used, say, in a Beyond Meat burger performs better for the consumer, or that the protein used in sports nutrition supplements are more nutritious. So my research really focuses on creating value-added opportunities like these ones, and I describe by developing new processes to create new novel protein ingredients. Um, we also look at tailoring existing ingredients through processing, like roasting, infrared heating, extrusion, fermentation, and enzymes to modify their ingredient functionality and start tying those to applications. Um, so that's sort of where, where my research uh, is based and the opportunities that I see for growth. Thank you very much, Mike, for taking time to share with us the exciting work that your program is doing. Yeah, no, no problem. I really enjoy talking to you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Pulse of the Prairies podcast. If you're interested in more information on Dr. Nickerson's research, visit saskpulse.com and under the research tab, you can check out all of the research projects that he's been working on with pulses.